0: Welcome to the growing your financial business, the woman's way podcast. I'm Robin Crane and I was a financial advisor for over a decade, but before that I was a singer songwriter. And now even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven figure business, helping women in financial services, grow their businesses and make a bigger impact in this podcast. I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So, get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Grow Your Financial Business The Woman's Way. I'm here with Rachel Miller. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, It's so much fun because you're fun and crazy and kooky like I am. Uh, And Rachel is like the Facebook extraordinaire. I mean, this girl is so good at organic marketing on Facebook, it's ridiculous. And um, also, With all that being said, so Rachel has six children and has multiple seven figure businesses so if you think you're busy at home with distance learning and all that crap and little ones um yeah take a look at this so so rachel thanks for being here so nice to have you thank you i'm beyond grateful to be here with you today and uh it's kind of weird because i used to just be able to say i have one seven figure business and i crossed the line so that's really like the it's, like, it's new thing. So it's fun to hear it thank yeah you. that's exciting i know we just recently um did our like i think last year was our first seven figure uh, year where we you know, had our seven-figure year, and then this year we did, uh, you know, more than that, which is cool. And like, I'm like, I feel like now that I've done it twice, I can say I have a seven-figure business. Like before, it was kind of like. I almost have a seven figure business and <laughs> hit it. And I still feel <laughs> like it just barely hit it. So it was almost, you know, so now we're it's we're, fun. Uh, and I
1: love, because we're both in the information space. This is the profit margins are different. So, um, it's, it's definitely interesting comparing to, um, different industries. So great to
0: be here today. So basically
1: we are rolling in it. That's all we're saying. <laughs> it's fun. It's just fun. I, I, yeah, I, it's it fun. is fun.
0: It's fun to be able to like, to have credibility like that just allows us to feel good about helping more people. I think that's really what it is. And also to, I think, lead by example for women who have kids and think like, it's too hard. It's it's not possible. I mean, as you know, I, I have a young baby and a toddler and a teenager. So, and you, I mean, that's only three, half of your children. How old, what is the span of your kids? Um,
1: my youngest is nine and my oldest is 14. And believe it or not, it's my 13 year old who takes up the most of my energy and time right now, but you know how there's Different stages of life and different dramas of life.
0: <laughs> 13 year old girl.
1: Boy, boy. Oh
0: my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Year old girl and I would, I would... He was really
1: easy when he was younger. It, it, the cycle of life. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody usually says like girls when they're in their teens are harder. Um, but I won't get into that in case she ever listens to that. No, my my daughter's easy and she's awesome. I just never see her because she's on her phone in her room. Right. That's. Like, <laughs> hey, do you remember us? Like, you yeah. can you hang out with us? I'm like desperate to hang out with her the other day, actually she was in our room and like at 11 o'clock at night. And we were like what are you doing here like and she was like wanting to hang out with us and we were just kind of chilling and of course i wanted to go to bed but i was like i'm not gonna let go of this moment to be actually be able to, to hang out with my daughter for the few minutes at 11 o'clock at night anyway but back to organic marketing on facebook so um give us some i mean you got so many tips i've seen so many of your trainings like anytime you speak i'm like at the edge of my seat because i just love it and I'm, and I'm not great at implementing it but um, give us some, like, start us off with just some key components of how do you attract your ideal clients on Facebook organically, meaning without paid traffic?
1: I love that question. Um, you, I use a three-part framework in bringing people into my audience, and this framework works with financial providers. So I know that that's who your audience is, and I know a lot of times they say, "Well, I can't be on Facebook. I can't do organic marketing. I can't do ads. I have to have everything with clients." Blah, 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 blah all these reasons why you can't build your business on social media. And I want you to know they're all kind of, they're all baloney. Okay. They're all hogwash. You can do it. You can do it. If I can do it, you guys can do it too. And I've seen and helped and coached people in the financial industry to be successful as well. So this is something I'm speaking from experience. Um, the three things that you're always going to need is the right audience, the right messaging and the right content. So, and what I mean by that is by content Well, you're like, well, of course I'm making posts. If you just post links all the time, or if you post bitly links, and that's even worse than like posting a regular link because according to Facebook, you're faking your your content to your audience. You're cloaking it, you're redirecting it. And that's being deceitful to your audience. And that's the last thing you wanna do in the financial space. So anyways, so I see people in the financial space. The problem could be that they have the wrong people. They're trying to attract everyone into their program instead of the people that are the best people for them. Um, they're trying to not not accidentally target um, people that they shouldn't be targeting and by that then their messaging is off because they're actually targeting no one so um, so audience message message problem is that they like to talk like money gurus um super smart like instead of talking on the as if the way their audience would speak So when we're talking about messaging it's not what you want to say it's what your audience wants to say and that actually makes you more compliant in the financial industry so right audience right message and then with right content It's doing things that help Facebook put your content out to more people. So when you're posting a link, you're not going to use a Bitly link. When you're posting a video, you're going to want the video to be so many seconds long and this dimensions um, without text all over it with your branding and your logos, because that feels icky to your audience. So all of those like little tweaks help you get the right message out to that audience. So A, M, C, A plus M plus C, audience plus message plus content and bada bing, bada boom, you've got it. Boom. That's how easy it is. And, and we're done here, ladies. I know. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> that easy. It is that easy, but like you have to, there's some finessing to
0: find that audience and finessing to find that. I actually, I want to, I want to take a moment to just like go over that a second, because some of those things are like the hardest thing. Like, it sounds so simple. Like, oh yeah, audience, but wait, 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 let's break that down for a second. Like I've had conversations with, you know, female financial advisors who are like, um, you know, it hurts their brain to think of who is my ideal client. Like it hurts their brain. Like, and you typically in the industry are taught to market, like to get high net worth clients, like as if that's an audience, like as if that's a person, like you could say, okay, we could be high net worth clients and we're very different. We're pretty young and, uh, you know, have young, you know, youngish kids at least and successful in our own right. And then there's people who are very high net worth and, and they're, 80.
1: Well, the person who's doing wealth management for someone who's doing income generation in the sense that they're using their wealth for income generation, that's a very different person than someone like me who I'm using my wealth to fuel my businesses and fuel my lifestyle. Right? So it's a very, I'm not trying to protect it as much. So there's two completely different clients and my guess is every single one of the people that are listening they're probably better at one of those clients than the other they're probably either more risk adverse or they're more like let's try something new let's experiment right there's two different types of people that are listening and so they're going to fall on that spectrum and then also i i worked with an amazing financial advisor because guys i i have money and i'm worried about i don't know how to invest as well as i should so i hired an amazing financial advisor and I fired them about four hours later um, because I met the team that was actually going to be implementing. So they had like their sales team implemented me. And then I met the, my account rep and my account rep was like, testosterone. Like, uh, no, he doesn't work well with women. Like, do not talk down to me. I am not your sweetheart. Okay. Well, anyways, I was not meant to work with him. Does that make sense? So I fired them three hours after I signed on. (laughs) It's like, let's not do this. He's not going to work. He's talking to my husband and not to me. And I'm the breadwinner here. (laughs) That wasn't the ad that may maybe I need to reframe my attitude a little bit. So there were probably things I did wrong. But my point in that is he has a specific client that they're best with that agency. If they just said, look, we, we are great with male led, You can't say that, but if they targeted for men <laughs> right out the gate, they would have had like me not be wasting their time. Right. And it, or if they placed me with someone that was more, um, I don't mean to say pro women because that's coming across sexist but you guys all know what i mean we've all met somebody that we just clashed with yeah but someone who gets you but i mean I think
0: yeah in general is just like people think it's like it's it's like they start with something so broad and if someone is targeting the rachel millers of the world like you got to know how you, how rachel thinks you got to know how you like what you want you got to know how to communicate with her and this this chick is a smart cookie <laughs> But like, she doesn't want you talking over her head anyway about like what's what and all these like technical things. So like, first of all, you got to know who your audience is, but don't like get let perfect, get in the way of perfection here. I mean, get perfect, get in the way of possible um, because most of you are going to choose like you're never going to choose because you're trying to make it so, so.
1: And don't assume that high net worth people are not on Facebook because Robin and I are both on Facebook. We're both posting pictures of our kids. We're both on Facebook, talking to our friends. We're both on Facebook, complaining about the pizza that we had the other night that we had da, 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 da. like, we're on Facebook as normal people, just like every single one of you are. So just be a lot of times I hear financial people say, um, well, my clients, they're too good. They're not on social media, but no, they
0: are <laughs> so there, there. there. So, so get your audience good enough and get started. Just know who the heck you're talking to, because that will help you what I like to say is like regurgitate their words. Just if you can understand what they want and what what they're saying, you can look at their posts to figure this out. Um, then just, you know, regurgitate their words to attract them. So we'll get into that because I actually, I mean, that's goes into messaging actually. Um, but, but I want to jump to that. So messaging, I think is like, I would say it's very unknown. Like the word messaging is even unknown in the financial industry because they don't teach messaging. They teach you to just like, like what I call sell it, sell the box. Like it's like, hey, let me tell you about this. Uh, roll over your four hundred and one k, or get a five hundred and twenty nine plan for your kids, like for college and stuff. And like that's the box. But messaging is everything, and talking in their language, like we were just segueing into, is, is huge. Um, so. So t- you, before we jumped on here, you asked us, and we won't name the companies, but you're looking at, tell them what you're looking at and read a little bit of it. Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, I pulled up a brand. Basically, I pulled up a brand that I'm, assu- all of the people that are in your space would recognize the name of the brand. I'm not going to say the name um, and I'm looking at the post. I'm not even going to show you the post because the reality is, is I'm guessing all of your companies are making these same exact mistakes. And the mistake of this post, the post literally says paying for college without sacrificing your retirement, three strategies to consider when working to achieve multiple financial goals. Okay. That message, the message that they want to convey is we help you reach your college goals. We help you pay for your kid's college without losing your nest egg. That's what they want to say. Right. But they, they're saying it in a way that everybody's eyes glaze over. It's not written as a sentence. So it's written as like paying for college without sacrificing your retirement, three strategies to consider. That's not a sentence y'all. That's not how you talk. That's not how you write. (laughs) That's not, that's not a conversation. So it's written as I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to talk to you in all these five, six, five syllable, six syllable words. And I'm just going to spit this out at you. And guys, this brand is massive. They have like, I don't want to say the number because then you're going to start to figure out who it is. They have enough. They're one of the largest people in the industry. And the reality is they're not getting the engagement on their posts. They're getting very little shares, very little comments because they're doing that like financial speak at their audience. Now, a lot of us are thinking, well, wait a second. I have to have this approved by compliance. So that type of phrase is approved by compliance. So let's take the phrase again, paying for college without sacrificing your Instead, cover college without blowing your nest egg. Love it.
0: That
1: you can you, steal that, guy. Steal yeah. that. Yeah. Right so in but cover your college without cover college exp- without blowing your nest egg. That's literally saying the same thing. It's not using any financial words. That's going to f- like. F- do the alarms, alarm bells to your compliance officers. And it's not going to cause you to have your ads not approved. Um, but it's still just a phrase, right? So now we need to make that phrase into either conversation. So that would be like, w- what things have you tried to cover college expenses without blowing the nest egg? That's one version. Second version, you want to do something that's like a, um, uh, like a video. So you're going to teach them things. So I've got three tactics for you that will cover your college expenses without blowing the nest egg. So my point is you take that same phrase and you can use it in multiple pieces of content. Once you have that phrase that's written from the perspective of your audience, they're going to say without blowing the nest egg, that's going to be, that's, they instantly know that's their retirement fund. That's their, their rainy day fund. Without them saying retirement fund, which then has you having problems with your, compliance person saying, well, is this applying to everyone? Is this, and all of those things, you can still get the same message across the same content, even without all of
0: those strings and hoops that you have to jump through. I also, I'm a big fan of, and we're the same, but you're so good at messaging, but I'm a big fan of not using those buzzwords. Like the buzzwords you want to use are their words. Like if you're targeting, let's say dentists, like then you could use words that they, I don't even know what dentists would say besides teeth. Okay. I'm just horrible. But, but like whatever words that they're saying, even dental school or school, loan, like the fact that they still have like big, big school loans possibly, but like you want to use their buzzwords, what they would use in their industry or in, you know, in, 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 their market, but not use your buzzwords. Like you don't want to use 401k. I think of it as taboo. Like if you were to, you want to say the word, um, let's say, I mean, you use nesting that's Like instead of saying the word retirement or retirement accounts imagine taboo and you have retirement accounts at the top and you're not allowed to say distribution or withdrawal withdrawals or rmds or you know even savings what would you say and rachel ding 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 got it like nest egg like everyone thinks nest egg but why aren't you guys saying it right so if we if we can have you take the same ideas and you use better words that is their language and not the com- not industry language. It's not even about compliance approving or not approving because obviously if they'll approve that blanketed stuff, they'll probably approve the other stuff. But it's also going to attract way more people who are thinking like that might be interested that aren't necessarily in that 3%, like, you know, the Chet Holmes pyramid, not the 3% that are just ready to, to, to get an advisor. Like those people already, they'll respond to those words like retirement, those words like 529 or college fund, but the people who aren't thinking about it, or they're just open to it. They- well, I,
1: I'm actively looking for a financial advisor. And when I'm actively looking for that person, I still, if I can't understand them, I don't trust them. And so when you're using things like to achieve multiple financial, my eyes are glazing over. And so I'm not trusting you as much if you, um, so you will get even your, more of your 3% that Chad talks about if you dumb your language down, frankly. And guys, I'm saying that as from, as someone who like is one like, according to the stats or like those, those metrics, I'm I am extremely intelligent. And I'm telling you as someone who is extremely intelligent, I was telling um, Robin earlier, I went to college when I was 16. So I aced the SATs the year or a year and a half before. I aced the PSATs and they were like, oh my word. So they made me take the SATs that same year that everyone else was taking the PSATs. They had me retake it as the SATs that year because my PSATs were perfect and my SATs were then perfect. And so then I started college like nine months later because my mom's like, she can't start college right now. You gotta give her like a six month break. So I started college. So I'm telling you this, someone who's like, quote unquote, like super smart, because I went, I skipped high school pretty much. Okay. Now I, I still don't want to read words like that. So, so even eyes over. No, I don't want to, my eyes are glazing over. And if my eyes are glazing over, I guarantee you that your audience's eyes are glazing over too, especially when they're on Facebook, because people are on Facebook to chit chat. They're not on Facebook to be preached at. So if you
0: change your language and you speak
1: for your audience, you're going to convert them so much better. I just had to
0: add, I was going to say, I got to tell you that um, I, on the other hand, was not gifted and brilliant like Rachel, because um, I did not ace my SATs. I think I had to take it three times just to break a thousand. And I don't know what it's like now, but it was like 1600 was was perfect. And Rachel got like, what, fifty ninety. you said? Yeah. It was something really high. It was, I think it was 20 points off of perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's embarrassing for you. Um, so, but for me, I mean, I couldn't even break a thousand. And so I was like one of these people that I got straight A's because I worked my butt off because I didn't want people to know that I was actually not smart. So, um, (laughs) I'm pretty good.
1: The thing is, we're both the
0: same in the fact that we don't want to read techno
1: mumbo gumbo. And your audience, they don't want to read tech mo- mumbo-gumbo either. And just like you feel more valued and loved and cared for whenever someone speaks on your language, you're going to want to meet your audience's language. So we I don't know if your people talk about this whenever the person comes into your office, how you want to kind of mirror them. You want to bring up similar circumstances to them. You want to, to help them feel comfortable, right? And especially because they're going to be giving you like potentially hundreds of thousands or millions of their dollars. So you want them to feel comfortable when they speak with you. So that same, the same effort that you go into with that meeting that you have of that person in your office, you can go into that effort and into that interaction and that nurturing feel online and get that, that
0: conversion before they ever sit down in front of you. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, cool. So that kind of bridges into messaging and content. What, what else do you have to add about content specifically? Um,
1: Bitly links get you into trouble. Um, Using photos that all look like stock photos it feels fake and because people can smell a stock photo. So if it looks like a stock photo, it smells like a stock photo. If it smells fake, it looks fake, it probably is fake. So how can you be authentic in your imagery? That would be the next one. So think of the content that Facebook wants and that Facebook readers consume. So look at your feed, your friends, the people that you know would be your perfect clients. Look at their social media feeds. What are they posting? If they're posting stuff that's uh, stock photos, well, then you've proved me wrong. If they're actually posting pictures of their lives, if they're posting pictures, like questions, like what those funky backgrounds that Facebook has, if they're posting stories on Instagram, well, then you
0: want to do that too. Cool. So I know for me, I get really overwhelmed with like, what do I post? When do I post? How often do I post? And I think most people like, they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm not getting clients or why I'm not getting prospects. I posted like three posts last week, you know? And so I think, first of all, people don't see stuff at all, especially you have all these tricks of how to get organic reach and how people can see stuff. So we need to know some of those tricks because even for me, and I have a decent following, not probably anywhere near your following, but a decent following. And I post on, if I post on my business page, for example, it's like, I'll be doing a Facebook live and I, I don't have a huge following, but I have like 5,000 you know, followers, whatever. I'll get like two people on, you know, like it's, it's horrible, you know, and I'm posting often. So it's like, how do you do this? And how do you actually get people's attention? Because the last thing I want listeners to do right now, is start putting all his attention on making the perfect post because they're going to do that. I know they're going to do that. Even though we said, don't be perfect, make sure you get the perfect audience, the perfect messaging, the perfect content. And then they're going to post uh once a week. And they're going to be like, why isn't this working? So how the heck do we do this to get eyeballs, to see our stuff, assuming that we get it to a point where it's actually pretty good. I love it. Um, I love to do, I have a
1: system where we create hundred pieces of content in a weekend. And as you're a financial service provider, a lot of you have compliance offices or eight, like people in your boards, whatever you want to call them that look over your content before it goes out. So this system is especially important for all of you. Um, and what I basically do is I create a hundred posts, um, and I make <clears throat> their different topics. So if one's 401k, the next one's retirement, the next one's, um, valuing your net worth. The next one is managing legacy, like with your family. So each issue that you want to cover and you make a, like a spreadsheet guys, um, I mean, if you can, this is a podcast, so I guess you guys can't see me, but we actually have like a, a grid system that we use to show people how to crank out the content. So you put the content into this grid. And so you have a different column for each topic. And then each topic say retirement, you get 10 different post ideas that you're going to talk about. So, um, you don't need to blow your nest egg. That's topic one next topic. Um, you can actually save for retirement in 15 years or less. That's second topic. Next topic would be, um, retirement even after divorce. Okay. Next topic. So you have all these topics, 10 topics per category, and then it's now you just get a photo for each, a video for each, a conversation starter for each, and you're off to the races. Um, you
0: can literally batch it in a whole weekend. That's awesome give us an example. You said one earlier, but I don't know that they caught it. Like, give us an example of a conversation starter. Cause you're so good at engagement and you just ask questions, but give them some examples of that. Um, who's within five years of, of retiring. Raise your hand. Okay, cool.
1: Um, w- w- do you remember your retiring retirement date? Is your retirement date already on your calendar? Hmm. I like that one. That's good. When is your kid starting college, starting college in two years or five years, which is you? That's awesome.
0: Okay. So, so we got conversation starters. We got photos, we got videos, we got posts and you can get them all through compliance. Yes. It's work dudes, but so is door knocking. And so is cold calling. And so is going networking, which doesn't even exist right now. How much time does it take to do
1: cold calling? Cold calling will take you like hours and hours, right? Imagine if you could just create all the content that you'd really pretty much ever need in a weekend. So you can literally be done. From Friday to Sunday, be done with your content, and now you're you're like set for life. Um,
0: so set for life. I want to hear that. So so I got. Let's assume I do that. I got a hundred pieces of content, and now tell me how do I disperse that? And we're just talking right now for Facebook. Or are you talking yeah. about all the channels? Okay.
1: I went. Well, no, you can actually use it on all the channels. The system works for Instagram, it works for Pinterest, it works for YouTube, it works for all the places. What you're gonna want to do is post one time a day. Um, if it's Facebook one time a day if it's instagram or even two times or four times a week pretty much you don't have to do every single day but we suggest a lot of the days like every other for sure on instagram and then on youtube once a week if you're on youtube so like each place has a different pattern but you're going to use the
0: same structure which is photo video conversation starter Photo, video, conversation starter. we are talking about on days. So, like you would say, I do a photo one day and then the next day I do video. Video and then the a next conversation. day conversation starter. Next day photo, next day video, next day
1: conversation starter. The Each piece of content feeds the algorithm in different ways. So, a photo tends to get more likes. Those are the thumbs up, the smiley faces, the, the care like logo, not called logo, emoji. emoji. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a logo, Rachel. What were you thinking? Like, uh, so, you get those different micro reactions more with a photo. A video gets someone to stop the scroll because there's movement. So they naturally can't help themselves, they stop the scroll. Well, Facebook measures it if someone stops the scroll. So now next time you post anything, you're gonna have more reach on it because someone stopped the scroll on your page before. So you wanna have videos and the videos um, also have time on page. Someone scrolls past a a photo, so they're not spending time on you in the feed. Whereas a video, people scroll more slowly, naturally through a video. So you're already getting, building that brand recognition. But you can, if you just have videos that people are passively watching and you have photos that people are giving thumbs ups to, you're not actually converting someone. So the photos go broad. The video helps you get their attention. You're also going to need conversation starters because if they talk to you, you're already half the battle because now they trust you. As soon as you can get someone to talk to you, they're automatic with cold calling. What's the hardest thing? It's getting them to stay on the phone for more than like 15, 20 seconds. Cause you know that if you can get them to stay for a minute that you're going to be more likely to close that person, right? So you just have to go through enough people to get them on the phone with you for so many minutes to before you realize the, the algorithm trick. So you know your job at, when you first get cold calling is to get them on the phone. That's what a conversation starter does on Facebook. The difference though, on the phone, it's one person to one person on a line, on a conversation starter, you can literally reach hundreds of thousands of people with conversation starters. And now they're reaching to you. So it's not a cold call anymore. Now it's, oh my word, we were just having this conversation and you told me this, did you want to have a follow-up? That's it.
0: Cool. Cool. So how do you get the eyeballs though? Is it just that after, you know, consistently posting? Cause and do you post on your personal page or do you post on your business page? Sometimes they don't have the option because the compliance doesn't allow them to, but if they did have the option, what do you recommend for that?
1: That structure, that engagement stack works everywhere.
0: So it works on your profile.
1: It works on your, it works in Facebook groups and it also works on pages. The same stack works in all the places. Um, so to get people in initially, though, you're going to want to use, we use two, two different strategies. One is niche neighborhooding, where you go to where your audience is. So if you're a local business, um, like you're a local wealth advisor, you're not serving everyone in the whole country. You're serving just people in your local area. Well, you're probably going to hang out where they'll fine restaurants are because that's where someone of high net worth is probably going to see. So you would want to tag that page when you've gone out to eat and be like, oh, look at the menu we were looking at while I was discussing XYZ with this client. You're not showing the client. You're not talking about the client's personal business. You're just kind of showing the menu at this high end restaurant and mentioning that you were on a client call there. That's telling your people that you love them, that they love you. It's also telling Facebook your page and your readers also are at that high end restaurant. So you're now get, killing kind of two birds with one stone. You're telling Facebook, these are where my people are. And you're telling your people, I'm just like you. I take care of you. I know what you like. I'm at the
0: same place as you are. Cool. And then they, that, that's a good one. Cause like then you're getting their audience, basically. I mean, uh, yeah, you simple.
1: basically get to, Is, I, it's niche neighborhooding. So it helps that page, the fine restaurant to be connected to you because they want your clients just like you want theirs. Yeah, and then, <laughs> They're not competition. You guys
0: are neighbors. You're helping each other because that's what the neighborhood does. Okay. And then they're also really happy that you're posting because, I mean, it's not just like you're saying, here are my kids. And then you just like tag a restaurant. <laughs> like it's no, not, no, no, no. no, no relevant. It's relevant. You're posting something relevant that then the restaurant might even share
1: that to their own page. Page because you just made them look good to their audience. So it's it, and then Facebook's like, whoa, everybody who has, follows this one, go follow them too. It, it, okay. there's, there's a lot of suggestions that happen in that okay Yeah. And then you were gonna give a couple more of those besides niche oh, So that's niche neighborhooding. The other one is six to nine boost strategy. That's when you boost your post, but you boost your post to find the perfect message, to find the perfect targeting. Um, it's a boost strategy, which is paid, but it's yeah, not paid. A lot. But I mean, we use like two to five bucks a day. Yeah. Um, you can scale it, but we would suggest scaling it less than $30 a day. Um, just because if you go past 30, then you start getting into the paid traffic. Well, and that's a whole other strategy, right. which I can totally talk about, but you know, it's a whole different that's one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And did you have one more? Um, those are the two primary ones. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So creating the contents and then using niche neighborhooding to find where your people are and connect yourself. That takes longer. It's like SEO. Um, how many of you guys have tried to get your, your wealth? advisory investment company to the number one slot on Google. It doesn't happen in a day, right? In your area, you have to do like a little bit of groundwork to get your listing to be number one on Google niche neighborhooding to become the suggested page. Whenever someone likes that fine restaurant for you to be the, what Facebook suggests next, that takes a little bit of work too. So it can take, um, between six weeks. If it's a local business, if you're going globally, like you're trying to, you're, Edward Jones, you're trying to reach the entire world with your program. Well,
0: that's going to take a lot longer to get to that that, um, suggested spot. Gotcha. Gotcha. You can take four or five months. This has been awesome. This has been awesome. So, um, I think, I mean, the the main thing here, I I think that's just so huge is, is going to be consistency because I think that's the hardest thing we all like, no matter what you're so busy, you can never find the time to do this stuff. So either you need to hire someone and get someone to do that for you, or you need to carve out time to do this. If this is going to be a key marketing strategy for you, but doing it, a few times and doing it here or there, it's like, that's fine. If people wanna look you up to make sure you're credible and just check you out that you post every once in a while that you're not like a douchebag, that's okay. But if you really wanna use this as a marketing strategy to get people to notice you, the right people to notice you, you've gotta, one, you gotta think about that audience and be clear, like, this is who I wanna attract. I'm just gonna go over the things we went over. Two, you got to make sure that the messaging is compelling. It's in their language. It actually attracts them and it's good. And number three, um, make sure that you have good content. And again, in their language, that's, that's, that's starting conversations. So, um, and also don't use stupid things like bitly links apparently. So that's very cool. Um, any last things to add And Definitely. I mean, any last tips and then tell us where to find you, because I know they're going to want more of this amazing. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I would my last
1: tip for you it would be that hundred days of post that I wanted you to like write and, and create that hundred day big big folder of posts. No one's gonna remember that yes, the same post a hundred days ago. So right. you get to reuse that bank of content forever. So you're it's work you do once. Don't think, oh my word, I have to do this all the time. No, it's work you do once. Invest in your social media account one time, build the content that the bank one time and then breathe because you get to kind of sit back and watch it work for you while you take a break. So um, if people are wondering what kind of post to create, I do have an app that helps them create content. And the majority of it is compliant with um, financial service providers. It's fill in the blank content. So it helps you create those conversation starters, get photo ideas, video ideas, and they can find it at postdeck.io. So it's postdec K.io
0: you're even cooler than I realized you got an app. That is so cool. That's uh, yeah, It's fun. Yeah. And if you want to check uh, out, you know, Rachel Miller, you should just check her out on Facebook, check her out on Instagram. Is there easy handles to find? I and mean, there's probably a lot of Rachel Millers in this yeah. world, you um, are Rachel Miller. Moolah. Um, yeah. Moolah is my
1: brand on Facebook and you can also find my group, which is grow your audience and I'd love to
0: have them join my network. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing as I anticipated and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get you back at some point to go even deeper. So thank you so much for joining us and thank, uh, thank all of you for being here. We'll see you next time.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.